Black Girls in Media podcast main mission is to educate, encourage, and inspire women of all ages and fields of media. We use our own life experiences, guest tips, and Black culture to move our stories. We aim to teach, uplift, and guide all of our listeners to find ways to connect the dots to achieve their dreams. Hey, BGIM podcast. This is your girl, Dante. I'm Shelby Smith. And I'm Kelly Ray. And we are so happy to be back with season two this year. Happy New Year. So we are going to jump right into it. We are talking about your network is your net worth. And we're going to, yeah, literally period. So as you know, there's Clubhouse, there's LinkedIn, there's Slack, there's things like BGIM that you can get involved in to help you network and get jobs that you need. So let's dive right in into Clubhouse. Guys, how do you feel about Clubhouse? And let's explain to our listeners what Clubhouse is. I am loving Clubhouse. It is my favorite app. I'm literally on there at least 12 hours a day. Um, yeah, it's really bad. I've become addicted, but I have to kind of scale back because it's out of control. I need to exercise self-control, but it's a great platform to network. Like I met somebody from the Wendy Williams show. I met the person that started HBCU Digest. Um, I've just been networking with so many people. And then when you get on stage and you become a speaker, they follow you on Instagram, they follow you on Clubhouse. Now you're in the rooms that they're in, then you're becoming mutual friends. And now you're, you're building that peer network, but also that elite network. So those for individuals who are higher ranked than you that you aspire to be like someday. So I like it. People have their faults in regards to Clubhouse, but it's an app that I 100 percent endorse. Um, how do you feel about it, Kells? See, I have not had that experience <laughs> at all, at all. Okay, so first of all, it took me forever to even like find the app and figure out how to sign up because apparently on the app store, there are two apps that are called Clubhouse. So the first time I was in completely like the wrong one, it was some like brand managing app. I don't even know what it was. Then when I finally got invited to the right Clubhouse, I was able to download the app. So I'm like, okay, this is great. So for me, I feel like it kind of depends on what type of rooms that you are in. Like I have been in rooms where they have definitely been gems dropped and I've learned so much. And then I've also been in rooms where I'm like, why am I here? Leave quietly. So it kind of just depends on how you look at it and how you use it. If you strictly use it only for networking on a professional level, I'm sure that Clubhouse is a great tool. But if you're just trying to like meet friends or meet random people, you might get into some crazy rooms. Like one time I was pinged into a silent room. I don't even know how that works because Clubhouse is all audio. So, so why are we in a silent room? I don't understand. But over the weekend, I was also in a room about YouTube networking. And so I was able to get up on the stage and ask the moderators questions. And the moderators, the moderators were people who had like 100K subscribers on YouTube and they checked out my channel, gave me some tips. So I think it just kind of all depends on how you use it. Yeah, those YouTube audits are gold. Um, I was on one with two socks and it was great. There was also one yesterday where it was a bunch of Christian influencers and they came together and gave out 50K 
So they were paying people's rent, people's tuition, giving them investments for their businesses. So it's a great place for that. But then you also have the people who like to create moan rooms and challenges, giving awarded $300 for the best moan. Like that's not why I'm using Clubhouse. And you are rebuked if you go <laughs> there and <laughs> stuff like that on Clubhouse. But yeah, I definitely don't endorse it for personal like reasons, but for professional reasons, I definitely endorse it. Speaking of rebuke, you would have hated. So I got onto Clubhouse a little bit early on before it became very, very more, like much more public. Um, and during that time, I felt like I kind of am in between the both of you guys. I feel like in the very beginning when it wasn't as many people, it wasn't as open to the public, I was able to network and really sit in rooms where it wasn't 700 plus people. It wasn't such a big stage. You can go on there and really talk to people and put yourself out there. Then there were times um, where I also like the moan rooms or you would go into Clubhouse and there's rooms where people were changing their icon to their nudes and sending each other cash apps. Uh -oh. Yes, guys. I was like, whoa. So mind you, this was all over Twitter too. Everybody was talking about it on Twitter. Like, I can't believe this is what's happening on Clubhouse. So those things were definitely happening. Um, and then now that it's just much more public. And I think it's great that everyone can network as much as they can. But what I will say now is I feel like because it's so much more broader, you're getting people who are doing rooms like, like you said, the moan rooms. You're doing, there's rooms now that have nothing to do with my interests, which I'm glad that Clubhouse is also doing things where you can select your interests. So that's the plus about um, Clubhouse, guys. You can go on Clubhouse, you can select your interests, whether it be media, whether it be art, whether it be marketing, public um, speaking, things like that. And it'll start um, directing you into people you could follow, you should follow, this, that, and the third. So what I will say is Clubhouse is a great app for um, all of our listeners to be on because at the end of the day, it is a networking app despite how certain users use it. So if you can go on to Clubhouse, go on there, um, make sure your bio, your profile bio is filled with things that you've done, places you've worked at, how they can reach you um, and connect your Twitter and your Instagram because it's how people are also gonna be looking at it. Um, and then you go into these rooms outside of the hallway and you go and speak. So the app has a hallway, which is a bunch of places, a bunch of rooms you can go and look at. You select which room you want to be in. And um, just like Shelby said, you can be in there with major people. I've been in rooms with Meek Mill before. I've been in rooms with um, Lala and, and many, many other big, big names. So you want to definitely be in there to listen um, and put yourself out there as well. But I will say, I think one of my biggest like things I can't stand about Clubhouse is that there's no time duration on how long you can speak. People will speak about themselves if you allow them for 30 minutes plus. And mm -hmm. I cannot stand that. I think that Clubhouse, if I had to do a review, there should be a duration of how long the moderators can speak so that the people who are raising their hands to get into the rooms can also speak. Um, so yeah, listeners definitely do Clubhouse. I think it is a plus. Yes. yes. And I'm so glad that you brought that up, Dante, because I actually wanted to ask both of you, 
Do you feel like Clubhouse is still beneficial even if you are not on the stage? So if you're listening and you're not really sure how Clubhouse works, so once you enter the room, you're in like the audience and only the people on the stage can speak. And sometimes you can be in a room forever and if it's a big enough room, you might not ever make it to the stage and you know to ask the moderators your questions. So do you feel like it is still beneficial even if you don't get on stage. Yeah, I think it's beneficial when you're in big rooms with some heavy hitters. Um, I laugh every time I say heavy hitters because of that meme. <laughs> that, that real, that girl was like, people, speakers on Clubhouse get into the room talking about, yeah, we got some heavy hitters with us in the room. It's <laughs> like, so true. <laughs> that's how they start every room but yeah when you're in those types of rooms with heavy hitters and people who are influential within their realm of the world then yeah it's beneficial to just listen because they have experience they have expertise they have wisdom but if you're in a room with a few people I would say like a hundred people or less and you're in the same realm of experience and you have the same experience and stuff like that then I would say to speak I think clubhouse is not the place to just be shy and be timid and um be standoffish but you should really be involved in like exercising your wisdom speaking your truth because with that people will end up following you so they can't really hear what you have to say or know who you are or the things that you do if you're not putting yourself out there and for the shy people, I think it's a great app because you're not showing your face. So it gives you that free pass as well. I will say though, with me being outgoing, the first few times, I think I had Clubhouse for about a month before I actually even spoke on any stage because it would give me some type of like a little bit of nervousness to go on there and speak to people. Um, more so because I think, I don't ever, I how can I say this? I don't ever like to say people uh, or call yourself humble, but I think the the humbleness in me felt weird saying all these things that I've done. Um, and it wasn't until I got into the clubhouse rooms and actually spoke that I had people tell me like, no girl, you have to tell us everything you've done. Be proud of the things you've done to allow me to feel comfortable to speak and put myself out there. So even for the shy people, you'll be amazed with um, the amount of people you'll meet on there who just wanna hear your stories, who will definitely root for you and tell you, girl or guy, go out there and speak, go you know, tell us that story because you never know um, what type of connection you have with someone just based on somewhere you've worked or the things that you've done. Um, also on Clubhouse, what I will say is um, not only, I know a lot of people look for the numbers like followers and stuff like that but this also can help you gain followers and gain connections um it's not always about the following but this can definitely help you gain some followers and across the board on all social um platforms because you also link in your twitter and your instagram so if you're more stronger on one platform than the other with work or where you showcase your stuff right there you're getting three in one Yes. And really quickly, I just want to mention that obviously all three of us are on Clubhouse. So definitely um, make sure you follow us. And Black Girls in Media is also on Clubhouse as well. So make sure if you are on Clubhouse that you are following Black Girls in Media. Right. Now, another app that we think that you can utilize to help you network is LinkedIn. Shelby, you want to tell them about LinkedIn and the benefits? 
Yeah, so the benefits of LinkedIn is that it's known to be a professional network. So when you go on, you have the expectation that it will be professional, unlike some of the <laughs> other apps that we use. Uh, so yeah, that's the first beneficial thing about LinkedIn. Second, it's where people primarily post jobs, um, different offerings that they have, different skills that they have and are in need of in which they are hiring for. So LinkedIn is definitely the place to network. Now, one thing I do suggest about LinkedIn is just not applying to just recommend, recommended jobs that LinkedIn might post. So you want to apply to jobs that people are posting, reposting, and sharing onto their timeline because you want to have human interaction with people. It's very unlikely, not impossible, but very unlikely that people just get jobs from applying. Like you wanna have some type of connection, um, human interaction. Um, they know of your work and you know of theirs and you could continue the conversation from there. So I definitely recommend applying to jobs in which people are sharing and that you can reach out to them about and that you're looking up the managers or editors directly and then hosting that conversation with them. Um, That's actually how I got my previous job. Well, not my previous job, my most current job, the one I'm in now. <laughs> so I saw that somebody that I went to a conference with reposted the job and I reached out to her and then she forwarded me to the manager and then I reached out to the manager and then the manager asked me for the interview. So, and the rest is history. So yeah, LinkedIn, definitely the place to be for professional networking. And what I like about LinkedIn is that also, it'll tell you the skills that you have and how you may match or may not match with the job that you're looking for. So the best thing too, if you feel like, oh, why am I getting overlooked or what do I mean, what may I not have? You can definitely go into your profile and start looking at those other pages as well as what they're looking for within their applicants. Yes. And one of the things that I have really started utilizing on LinkedIn is sending notes. So whenever you are requesting to connect with someone, there's an option that says like add a personal note. Um, and so really quickly, I just want to share with y'all the note that I use. It says, hi, my name is Kelly Ray and I'm a radio personality in New Orleans, Louisiana. I am looking for my next opportunity and would love to speak with you further. Here's a link to my air check. I look forward to hearing from you soon. And so every time that I connect with someone on LinkedIn or I'm trying to connect with someone on LinkedIn, I send that little personalized note, just kind of giving them a reason to accept my connection. If they might I'd be like, okay, why should I connect with this person? Why should I care? But if you add that little touch, you can give them a, you know, a brief little summary of who you are and they can be like, okay, sure, let's connect with this person. And then also one of the things that Shelby was kind of mentioning that I really, really like is try to always find a person that you can talk to. It's not enough to just apply for the jobs, but try to see if you have a connection with someone that already works at that station or works at that company and try to get some, you know, personal interaction because actually talking to a person can bring you a lot further than just applying online. Like we said, your network is your net worth and you network with people, you don't network with job applications. Yeah, and adding to what Kelly was saying, um, if there's some place that you want to work, I suggest looking up the 
individuals who went to the same institution as you. So there was a time that I wanted to do ad sales for Google. Don't ask me why. So I looked up every Syracuse alum who worked at Google. And then I would scroll through those individuals to see who worked in the sales department. And I would reach out to them. And I'm still connections with, I'm still connected with them. Even though I don't want to do that, I'm still connected with them. So I, you never know who I could connect to them or in the future, what they might end up doing. So it's good to still stay in contact with those people. Um, I also want to say that we're giving you like one, two, three easy breezy steps, but this process is actually really draining. Like it takes months to actually find who's worth connecting to, looking at all the shared posts, updating your hashtags and your profile. So give yourself grace as you're doing this. It's an exhausting process, especially because we're still technically in a pandemic. Um, so just take your time and definitely give yourself grace when doing this job application process. And we're gonna actually um, pin some job descriptions that we feel, or actually just people who are hiring, companies that are hiring in our BGIM podcast Instagram page. You can just select in our highlights. We'll have a few screenshots there just to give you an idea or um, an example of some companies that are looking. So hopefully you know that can direct you and help you guys as well. The next thing that we have is um, Instagram versus Clubhouse. Kelly, girl, you want to get into that? Yes. So Instagram just recently rolled out a new feature that has rooms. And so if you go to your messages tab on the Instagram app, you will see it says primary, general, and rooms. And a lot of people are saying that is Instagram's way to try and compete with Clubhouse's rooms. Now, the difference is with the Instagram rooms, um, for now, you can only have 50 people in a room. And on top of that, it is a video room because Instagram is very more visual. And like we said earlier, Clubhouse is all for audio. So I want to know what you ladies think. Do you think that the Instagram rooms will kind of catch on as much as Clubhouse is, or you think it's going to be a flop? I don't like how Instagram is always trying to clap back with any startup app. Um, I think it's very disrespectful. It's monopolizing of the industry. Sorry, my political and startup side is coming out of me. I absolutely, I absolutely hate when major and big brands dominate certain spaces and they don't leave room for startup apps to thrive. It's very disrespectful knowing the type of annual revenue that they get and you, you can, just can't let these apps be. So I, I hate how major industries monopolize the whole industry, like Instagram is trying to take over the entire media space um, and won't let these little apps be. Like these people have put their blood, sweat, and tears into starting this app, getting endorsements, making it private, tweaking the details. And then Instagram has major people that they hire and it's like, well, I can make this app in two days and we could get rid of them and they won't they'll no longer be a competitor. Why do that? I understand why I do it because you want the money, but still, where is, <laughs> where is your morality in this? You said, where is your heart? <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you like this? I personally feel, um, I agree with Shelb. I think it's kind of like, 
pointless in the sense that like all we've ever asked Instagram to do was give us back like our chronological order and to stop playing with the algorithms. Like those are the only two things we've ever asked for and they have yet to give us. But okay, what I will say is I do think that people will utilize the um, app. I think they'll utilize it in the sense where maybe you can do events now. You can do live events instead of like an IG live. You can just do like a whole, hey, everybody get on on the, on the Instagram and we're all going to see each other. Although again, it's like you have Zoom for that. You have house party, you have clubhouse. So not really too sure unless Instagram is going to be giving us just like how Clubhouse, uh, a room you go into, which is basically the topic of the conversation. So you know what you're going into. So I'm not really sure how it's going to work, but hey, I guess every app has to grow and pivot and be competitive, but I'm not really too keen about it either. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how it's going to catch on because like I said, you have to go into your messages tab to even like find the room. So to me, it's, it's kind of like sneaky. It's, it's like a little a little back room, like a little speakeasy mm-hmm. kind of thing. You just, oh, let me go sneak into this room really quickly. And so unless you are, you know, invited to someone's room, you would really never know that the room is going on. On like Clubhouse, like Dante was saying, you can be in the hallway, you can see all of these different rooms and you can decide which one to go into. So, I'm not really sure where Instagram was going with this one. And they definitely need to go ahead and bring back chronological order. Right. Speaking of, we don't know what's going on or where everyone's headspace is. We just wanted to close out this episode with basically touching on where our headspace is. We've only been in the new year for 10 days and a lot has happened. Um, So how are you guys feeling so far? Yes, I am exhausted. For those of you who do not know, I work in news. So I'm constantly updating things. I'm constantly fact checking different things. They're, They're constantly the content producers are updating the scripts scripts that I need to end up running there's been like four breaking news and within a show and I'm like I I can't keep doing this back and forth y'all gonna need to pick what y'all gonna do when y'all do it because y'all are exhausting me and I'm not in shape to be running back and forth like this um but as for the role I'm very grateful Um, it's a great role and I can see how it's serving me which is always something that I wanted to one in any job, finding mentors within the arena, um, connecting with anchors and reporters who I never thought that would know me on a first name basis and bring me coffee cake. Shout out to Pat Battle if you ever watch this and David Ushery if you ever watch this as well. Um, But connecting with some heavy hitters and then knowing how to navigate it so I know how to move up from here. My managers are very intentional about Shelby, you're not staying here. You want to be a digital reporter? We're going to have you write for digital. Or you want to be a reporter in general? We're going to have you write and take some thoughts and create a reel for yourself using the resources here. So I'm really thankful that my managers are intentional about that. And that has given me a positive headspace to be in while managing all of the chaos that is going on. So that's where I'm at, just really grateful um, and trying to take it all in one day at a time. Yeah, I'd be feeling for you. Our our girl Shelby, she really manages a lot because even at Black Girls in Media, she's like definitely our little glue. She helps us with all the graphics and she just plans 
So every time I think about how stressed out she is, it gives me more anxiety on top of the anxiety I deal with already, okay? Because I'm like, how does she do this? How do you do it? But we all just manage. I also feel like the first 10 days have been, I can't lie. I think it's been very refreshing the past 10 days for me personally. But at the same time, I do have my days where I'm just like, well, what's going to be next? Or what's my next step? And trying to plan my future out. But there really is, like they always say, you tell God a plan, he's going to laugh at you. So I'm just kind of moving with it and trying to be a little bit more still. Um, and also holding myself to a little bit more discipline and um, a schedule. And um, overall, also with the last 10 days, with seeing the capital thing, I was stressed out. I was very, very stressed out. I was upset. Um, it kind of threw me back to like Black Lives Matter moment where I just realized again that being a Black woman is, I mean, it, at, for them, it's just, it's easy for them to do whatever they please. And here we are again, watching it just like it's nothing. So I think that was definitely something that I had to deal with um, this week. But other than that, I've been pretty okay. What about you, Kel? Yes, I have definitely been excited in 2021. I am so ready to just kind of see all of the hard work that I put into 2020 come into fruition in 2021. Um, I hope y'all saw the manifestation clip that we put up on the Black Girls and Media podcast Instagram. That is not something that I just did for content. That is my everyday routine that I'm going through, saying my affirmations. And so I have just definitely come into 2021 with a breath of fresh air. I'm just excited for what can happen and um, the amazing blessings that I'm going to see this year. And then as far as the capital, for me, I'm kind of happy that now the rest of the world is catching on to what black people and minorities have been saying for so long i turn on the news and i hear anchors and reporters saying oh well do you think this would happen if this is a black life this was a black lives matter group and the answer is no but we've been knowing that so it's kind of it's like what took y'all so long to realize this we've been saying this from the top of our lungs that we are treated differently in this country and so Hopefully what that did is a stepping stone in the right direction to kind of let people know what we've been saying this whole time and just start bringing us in the right direction. Right, for sure. Um, and hopefully 2021, I don't want to keep saying that 2021 is giving us like 2020 energy because I do think that like the mouth is a powerful thing. So let's just hope that 2021 is going to be a great change um, filled with just good things coming to us, despite the, despite all of that mess over there, okay? Despite all of that, let's just hope that 2021 is amazing. We thank you for sticking with us. Um, you got us to season two. We can't thank you enough for that, guys. And we just hope that you guys are having a great year as well, that these first 10 days have not beat you up too badly. And um, just thank you for rocking with us. Make sure that you follow us on BGIM Podcast on Instagram, as well as our personal pages. I'm Dante's Inferno with two E's, guys, two E's. I'm Shelbs D. Smith. And I am It's Kelly Ray. And that's all for season two, episode one. <laughs>